0: That's nOom.com And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold.
1: This episode is sponsored by Kindred Bravely. Kindred Bravely came to life in 2015 by Deanne Akerson, a mom of two, when she couldn't find any comfortable and functional pajamas while nursing her second son. So she decided to design her own line. As moms, we have to stick together, which is where Kindred comes from. And Bravely, while we all know being a mom can be tough, it is not for the faint of heart. It takes courage and bravery to be a mom. And at Kindred Bravely, they are devoted to making life easier for pregnant and nursing moms from breast pads and non-skid socks to nursing bras and pajamas. And I might not be pregnant or nursing, but I can advocate completely for how comfortable their clothing is. I wear the uh, cardigan almost every single day, certainly around the house. And I gifted my sister some leggings. Um, She is pregnant with her third child, and she is absolutely over the moon for them. She wants me to get her some more. So you can get your own and save while you do by using my code unstressed. 20 to save 20% off your purchase at kindredbravely.com. You are listening to the motherhood unstressed podcast, and I'm your host, Liz Carlisle. Thank you so much for tuning in. I am so glad that you're here, and I'm excited to share the work of my two guests with you this week. No doubt you already know who they are. I'm speaking with Kat and Nat, also known as Katherine Belknap and Natalie Telfer, and we're discussing their new book, Mom Secrets, which is the follow-up to their nationally best-selling book, Mom Truths. That book and this conversation is going deep into big topics like guilt, balancing career with motherhood and body image. Now, Mom Secrets covers confessions that most moms don't talk about, and in doing so, gives all of us, myself included, the room to breathe and actually enjoy this crazy journey of motherhood. And I think that's what it really boils down to, right? Like, we're all doing the best that we can. We all probably need to be a little more gentle on ourselves about the job that we're doing as mothers, and when we do that, we can actually be present and be there with our kids and enjoy the time because as we all know, it's so fleeting. So that's really my purpose and my goal behind the show. As you know, if you're a frequent listener, and uh, I hope that you glean that out of this conversation. And I hope by the end of it, you feel uh, a little bit lighter and a little bit happier. Uh, with your role as a mom and, and the job that you're doing. And, and isn't that the point? You know, We're here to enjoy it. So I hope you enjoy this episode with Kat and Nat. And if you would like a chance to win a copy of their book, just leave a review for the podcast, screenshot it and email it to hello at motherhood for a chance to win your own copy. Enjoy this episode with Kat and Nat. Well, hello, Kat and Nat. Welcome to the show. I'm so glad that you're here.
2: Oh my gosh. Thank you for having us. I'm like, I want to like try and match your tone, but it's like I've never <laughs> spoken this, this calmly before. I, I'm going to try How long do you think it will last? Not long. Not long. <laughs> no,
1: no. You have to be authentically yourselves. That's why, you know, I love having you on the show to talk about your work. Um, before we get into all of that juiciness, can you give the people maybe who are living under a rock or in the far reaches of the world who haven't heard of you yet, how did you come together to start doing this work for moms?
2: We were we were uh, two friends who'd met in high school, but we got um, reconnected uh, after we were the first of all of our friends to have babies, and we thought it would be a certain way, and it wasn't that way, and we felt very lonely and very stressed and had no idea what we were doing, so we found each other through Facebook, and we had a play date that lasted, it's been 13 years now. Um, we, it was, we started hanging out. We were stay-at-home moms. We kept having babies. We had seven babies, but we said... You know, a lot of people uh, were started. You know, had mom blogs, and we're doing Pinterest, and we were like, we have we have a conversation that needs to be had that we're not seeing everywhere, which is really talking about the truth behind the way that we felt with motherhood, and we realized that if we felt this way, other people must feel this way too. So we started doing videos. From doing videos, we ended up, you know, having a Facebook live show. We have, um, we are the authors of two books now, Mom Truths and Mom Secrets. We've been on tour to hundreds of cities across North America. God, you're doing a good job. Thank you, and um, and we have a podcast um, called "Cat um, and Nat, Mom Truths Unfiltered" that releases three days a week, and we are just um, sharing our journey of motherhood and trying to connect with as many moms around the world to make them feel like they are as well not alone.
1: Wow, do you have anything to add to that?
3: <laughs> nope, I don't. She you know, we I that's I. That's the part I don't like to do, and she does it perfectly. Mm-hmm. So I just let that that's was, always I that's always her something.
1: question. I love it. That is like a sweet elevator pitch right there. But okay, so so to break all of that down, that that sounds like an immense amount of work, and it is, and that's been happening over the years. At what point did you start to see, like, you know, our coming together, this is really making a difference? This could really be something. I'm talking about at the very earliest stages.
3: I don't know if anyone ever, I don't think we ever thought that way or think that way, if that makes sense. Like we never tried to be or make it something. Really, it was always, you know, influencers weren't a thing when we started. That was not, that was not part of this world. We didn't set out to be influencers. Like now it can be a job and it can be something that people want to be. And that's never what, that wasn't, in the realm of what existed. Um, So I think that when we started, it was really always with the mission of bringing women together and having a conversation, whether it was, and the only way we could do that was in live events because although the community existed in social media, it wasn't there yet. And Facebook was just in the beginning stages of kind of being a community. And Instagram was really a photo artist platform. And, you know, so everything we figured out live software before Facebook Live was a thing. And then everything kind of moved in a direction we were already had already been doing. And then social media and our worlds kind of collided in like a beautiful symphony beautiful. Oh my God.
2: Amazing. (laughs) I love that. A beautiful symphony. Always use that. That sounded like I was like, wow. We're going to round it up.
3: A beautiful beautiful symphony. symphony. Like It's like we were already doing what didn't exist. And then it became mainstream and we had already had so much experience. We were doing a live show, live streaming before live streaming was a thing. That's huge. We were getting software from Germany and, you know, it was because of a lot of no's that we thought, why why can't we just create this on our own? Because- there, we weren't. We would do a few TV shows, but like we couldn't get our message out because we we were always on the a little bit side of the naughty. You know, we weren't the cookie cutter moms, and that's what everyone was looking for at the time. And that wasn't us. We said, "Fuck it, let's do it. Let's do it
2: ourselves." And I feel like, literally, the beautiful symphony. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's crazy too because it's like. You know, when we started, we made it. We realized that what we were talking about, people wanted. They were actually. We started with like live events with in Toronto with moms that lived in the neighborhood, but then we were like, there was people in other cities they say, I want to come to one of those events. So we're like, let's live stream, like Kat said. And we would bring in some bloggers and they would, you know, write about their experience. But when we look at the views after a night of like doing this whole live thing, there's barely anybody watching, mm-hmm. but it didn't matter. We continued to do it because we were like, we know that we want to talk about this. The few couple people in the room want to hear it. And those. Those maybe a couple hundred people who were watching, if that, the comments were like, it was so needed. So we were like, we don't care. We're not making any money. Yeah. Let's just do this because it's fun and it's important. It's important to moms. I don't know what kept us going. We just did. I. It's crazy. <laughs> we had nothing else. When you think about only, it. It was the only escape from yeah. like our children every single minute of our lives. It was something we could do for us. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and to get that community feedback even though at the time it was a small community to know that you were touching these women and and providing like a safe space, you know, as much as overused as that term is, a safe space to come and be honest and to be seen and heard and talk about real issues of motherhood because you're right, like that was that was probably for me, the biggest thing, the biggest impetus for starting this podcast and my blog, you know, back in 2012 was when my son was born because I was like, Whoa, you know, this is nothing what I thought it was going to be, you know, and I had read all the books and done all the prep and, you know, thought I thought I was going to be fine. And it was just so different. And I think that that's the case for almost every single mom out there. It's so different than what your expectations are. And so to have, a resource like that, just to have a community like that, even though it's spread all over the world, I think is, is so important. And, and the fact that, you know, you weren't getting paid and there wasn't, there wasn't anything like it is, is a big indication of the heart behind the brand. And, uh, I just think that that's really cool.
3: Thank you. Thank you.
1: Yeah. So let's talk, let's fast forward a little bit. You know, you're kind of grinding now. The community is building. You're having more fun. You've already published one book and now you are out as of March 29th with Mom Secrets, Coffee-Fueled Confessions from the Mom Trenches. How did you come up with that name?
2: Oh my gosh. It was going to be wine, (laughs) but then
3: we felt like the, 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 the culture of wine is so intense right now, you know? Um, and so we thought like, we'll do, we'll do coffee. So it's not like we can just have this conversation and really the confessions, I think confessions is really an overused word. I think it's really thoughts that we all have in our head that we think we're not, that we're doing so alone and isolated. And when we talk about what, um, we're all thinking, which is kind of what everyone tells us. Like, how are you in my head right now? Yeah. I feel like you normalize something that can be so dark and scary because you think you're alone or, you know, we're in a different phase of parenting right now. And let me tell you, it is like tween and teenhood is wild and you can't talk about it anymore because it's not your story. So when we are going through these, you know, parenting woes were kind of the book is reflecting back from like when we were their age, what we were doing. And then like to this day, parenting in this age of what they're, what we, when you hit, when you have a kid that's 11 or 12, you remember being 11 or 12. You do. You remember 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 it so clearly. grade seven, like, you know, the younger years, you don't remember as much, but when you can feel like grade seven and eight was almost yesterday in a really weird way, Mm -hmm. it is mind-blowing as a parent to realize everything is the exact same as it was for you. It's just on social media now. Mm -hmm. Like they're, they're doing all the bad things that we all did. And I think just at night opening and sharing our experiences of that age and then going through parenting, like what our parents probably went through, but never talked about. Yeah. You know, and I think, again, it's because it's like these taboo topics because somehow if your kid's doing something that isn't 100% perfect, you're a bad mom or you've done something wrong or, you know, it used to be when your kid had a tantrum and everyone stared at you. Well, now your kid is like making out and (laughs) vaping and everyone knows it's your kid and you're like, oh my God,
2: you know, so... I really, yeah, we we only used to, you only ever used to hear stories of mothers sharing the bragging of their children Mm -hmm. and then everything else was a secret, right? So we found that in motherhood, there are so many secrets, but if we as a community keep these secrets, and obviously we're not talking about our children, but we're talking about ours, our experience as mothers and us when we were younger, and (laughs) and the truth, because we can, because it's our story to tell, um, when you say it out loud, everything is just, it it's so important because it makes the people out there realize that their dirty little secret is not so bad and it's very common and it always is. Even if you think that no other parents are talking and your group of friends have no kids who would ever do anything like that. Mm -hmm. Well, if everyone starts chatting and we lean on each other as a community, as mothers and share these secrets and confessions, then we're only going to be better, stronger and have a a better social um, support system around us. And I
3: feel like, I feel like, We, a lot of, that sounds like, but a a lot of people said we were, a lot of people in podcasts have said we've kind of opened the door for other people to like, you know, we've been doing it for a while and for 13 years now. Mm, And I feel like this book, again, pushes the envelope of we're very brutally honest and open. And are there stories in there we would want our kids to read? Like, no. (laughs) You know, like, we go to places that most parents would be mortified to talk about. I mean, we talk about, like, drugs. We talk about, like, you know, sex, sex, drugs, breaking the rules. Yeah, everything. And I feel like a lot of parents would be like, I would never, like, that would be a secret I will keep for life, Mm -hmm. but I I feel like when we open the doors up, it normalizes kind of the gong show we all live, trying to make it look beautiful, even though, you know, probably for our mother-in-law's, like, you know, that whole notion of trying to make things look great for everybody else so they feel comfortable in life when we're just about busting the myths.
1: Oh, I love that line. That's so true. It's like we work our butts off to to present this facade. You know, you've got Instagram with the picture perfect, you know, Aesthetic. And even now, I feel like that's kind of falling away, especially after COVID. Do you feel like this book coming out now is perfect timing? Because I know it probably took, you know, a year, maybe two years to plan and write and do everything in advance. By the time it comes out, sometimes it's stale. Like, do you feel like this coming out now is actually perfect? Because a lot of facades, a lot of walls have broken, have been broken down after COVID. 100%.
2: Hundred percent.
3: I feel like also the opposite. I feel like a lot of people are in a pressure cooker. Like I, you can feel the the tension and the pressure. And you know, I feel like this book is your deep breath. Like it's mm. like your sigh of relief. Like I think so many of us are exhausted still. Like you know, we're just like the bar is so low right now in terms of what we have capacity to do. Like yeah. everyone's just kind of like, I guess I'll throw a birthday party. I don't yeah. want like just the exhaustion of. You know, holidays and celebrations feel hard for a lot of people, I feel like, even though we want to celebrate them, you know, hard on tour right now, just the, the energy of the women just being like, fuck it. Like, it's just this, you know, and I feel like this book is your anthem of your, your. it's your breath. Well, it's like you're allowed to breathe, like it, breathe.
2: And you're exactly yeah. right, though. It's like the things that we used to think were so important to hide we realize now are so not and we, we know that this pandemic, what it has done to mothers more than anybody. And so to have a book that you can read and be like, Oh my, Oh my, yes. Yeah.
3: Like, I'm like, show me a perfect you. person. Show me a perfect right. person. There isn't a perfect person and show me someone without, you know, a, a past brings, um, like some of the most unique people with the most open mm-hmm. minds, you know, like I, I just think that, you know, our, our, our podcast also dives into, we have, we have just started over the past few months, Sex Fridays, which is basically, and married sex, and basically this conversation because so much of what's out in the world is um, is like single people. And, Mm -hmm. you know, their sex get paid, and their – and married sex is like a taboo topic. It's like no one talks about it because if you talk about it, you have –
2: Then you're talking about your partner.
3: And you have problems Mm -hmm. or you don't or that's weird. So we have an anonymous Friday sex podcast and I feel like the conversations that are being had in that podcast because we share what everyone else is saying – I feel like for so many people, it's helping them and, and liberating them to have these conversations, conversations or share. Again, it's like a conversation that's not being had. And I feel like that's our whole book. It's not all about sex, but conversations (laughs) that are being had Mm -hmm. in a place that you can have with us. It's like, you're sitting with your girlfriends, having the conversation that you can't necessarily have with anyone in your life. And that's really what the book is. And that's really what, um, our, our whole platform is, It's just basically like you're you're with two girlfriends and we're yeah. here to be with all of you. And I feel like that's a big differentiation point of us is we're with you. You're not watching us. Yep.
1: Yeah. You know, as common as a lot of these themes are like mom guilt and body image and talking to your kids about sex, was there anything that came through when you were collecting stories that actually surprised you and, and you were like, oh my gosh, we got to have this in because this isn't as typical as what you would you know expect to see.
2: I think what we, I mean, it took us a long time to write it. Um, uh, The first one was a lot easier. This one was harder just because we had to filter through a lot of what we really wanted to get across. But also we had to say, are we going to say these things? Like, Mm. are we going to put this out there? And we had to sort of like self-reflect and say, you know, the stories of the journey of where we've come from and, um, and, and who we are now, we are, we are who we are because of that stuff. And not one one experience we should ever be ashamed of because if we didn't go through that, we wouldn't be where we are. And where we are right now, I can I I I mean I think Kat and I have you know we're we're we're, we're, we're successful, happy mothers of the children that we've we've always wanted and we're living we're living our life with truth. And so to hide any of these stories would be dishonest and everyone's got them. And so I think what we really realized was Let's just put it all out there. Let's tell the things. They're funny. And and they're
3: odd. you know, the core of us is like our whole community is, you know, to be like we are, we are hard line is like to never be mean, to never make fun of like we're not our show, our our shows and everything is never to, to make fun of. We don't really talk about our children in a way that's like, you know, um, we don't talk about them. It's about our experience as mothers. Mm -hmm. It's not about Mm -hmm. them as people. And I think that's sort of also unique in itself is that, you know, we love being moms. And mm-hmm. and this book is not about not loving being a mom. Mm-hmm. Is mom, is motherhood hard and confusing and, like, tricky? And, you know, when you have t- 12 and 13 and 14 and 15-year-olds and you can literally be like, oh, my God. Like, you know, frustrated beyond because you're not getting hugs like you are with toddlers. Mm-hmm. And you're not getting, you know, the unconditional love like they may not touch you for months. Like, there is no physical contact sometimes because of this. You're not getting what you used to get. Yeah. It's hard. And your threats yeah. don't really, like, they don't fall on them. You're like, fine. Yeah, and mm-hmm. they like, call their, call their, call their friends are more important than you and you're, like, annoying. Like, that's hard as a mom, but that's yeah. not them. That's us, you know? So I, I really do think we, we are really trying to celebrate and find joy in motherhood, yeah. not just – this book is not, you know, like – Uh, This is not a depressing read. This is not a read that is meant to make you feel bad. It's meant to make you feel good and happy and joyful. And I think light in a way that – serious but light. Um, And that's really our whole vibe is over here. Always.
2: Mother It's not like, oh, my God. It's like – Oh, my God, but oh, my God. It's a mix of yeah. laughing at it, but understanding what's important, but also understanding that you can have joy in motherhood mm-hmm. and that a lot of what happens is really funny. You could cry and right. just really wallow in and some things are really hard, but if you can find, like, the comedy in it, just the comedy in life. Yeah. like it's like Seinfeld that show was so funny because you just they pointed out things that you just never really thought about and that's what we like to do in motherhood too they're like and it makes the mom go oh my gosh I never thought about it like that that's really actually funny when you break right. it down
1: and that shift that shift right there is everything you know, besides feeling like, oh, I'm a terrible mom, I don't have my shit together, versus, oh my God, like we're all going through it, you know, we're all dealing with this, and that's okay. <laughs> it's that resiliency factor, I think, that you're giving yourselves and all these other mothers who are contributing and and commenting and like finding each other through your work. Have you noticed, you know, your kids who've been watching this as they've grown up, watching you do this work, watching you laugh and and collaborate and go on tour and all these things? Have they said anything to you or just by your own? modeling, your own examples of, you know, we're going to get through this life and we're going to have a good time doing it. Have they, because, you know, obviously kids watch everything that we do way more than what we say. Have they said anything or demonstrated anything based on what you're doing? And has that made you proud of what you're doing and what you've done?
3: I was going to tell you about this weekend. My, I think there's a lot of teachable moments in what we do. Mm -hmm. And I think, they're probably not able to be proud yet because they don't have the perspective to see kind of the impact because right now they see it from their minds that we go, we come like, you know, it's a different perspective. Um, But my son this weekend said to me uh, basically like something about me always leaving or not being there. And I, it was a time, it was a conversation. And I said, you know, I hope that when you grow up and you have a partner, in your life, you're proud of them mm-hmm. if they have a job and they have to travel. And I hope you say, go and have the best time. I've got this. And I say, and I hope if if you grow up and you have to travel for work because your dream is to to be a hockey player and you'll have to travel a lot, she or he looks at you and says, I got this. I hope you have the best time. And and you go
2: and, and you know, go, go kill it and have the best time. And, and side note, because we've lived on the other side. If... It works out that you or your partner stay home. Make sure that you you take the time to appreciate what they're doing at home for the family. So
3: I feel like then he was like, are you talking about the way I say something to you? I go, nope, I'm not. I'm just saying my wish for you is that you're able to be really proud of what that person does. and, And they're really proud of what you do. I know he took that in and listened. So I think, you know, th- there's teachable moments because we do travel a lot. And a lot of moms are like, oh my God, how do you leave
2: for 10 days or nine days or, you know. And we have, we would have, we, if we never had, if, for the first 10 years of motherhood, you would have told us that we would have left for more than two nights. We would yeah. have been like, not possible. Never, never, right?
3: never. And, and, you know, what I, I know is my kids have a different relationship with their dad now. And it's stronger than ever. Mm -hmm. I I know I can leave the house without notes a million miles long. I know there's a community of moms who have our back Mm -hmm. who drop off and pick up so we can go live a dream. And they just do it because they're proud of us. So I feel like Mm -hmm. it's what this is doing is teaching them, you know, this is not always easy. This is a lot of work. Like, yes, we have a lot of fun. I think they know that we have fun and that's all we can wish for, if they think our job is fun. I mean, is there anything more beautiful
2: than looking at grownups having fun? And and that's another thing is I think when they look back, they're not going to be like, my mom was always mad and stressed. And it seemed like she didn't like being a mom. Like we have so much fun with our kids. Like We go away, we take them away and we all live in the same house together. And there are you know, family dinners, conver- we all sit around the table, we have dance parties, we do, we we stay up too late, we, we do things all as a family and show that you can have family, you can have fun with your parents if your parents are willing to have fun with you. If they never yeah. leave us alone. They're always with us. Like, they are Aww. always in
3: our space, which, I mean, they're teenagers and they still want to be in our space. Sometimes we're like, don't you all wanna go do something bad? Like you wanna it's hilarious, but I I get it. Like I I, I, I,
2: I would wanna be around us too. I
3: mean <laughs> we just yeah. If we give the gift of growing up looking fun, I, I that's what I that's that would be and showing
2: you you can have you can have a job. That you like, yes. that you like to go. My daughter, I just had parent teacher interviews was backstage. I had a towel in my hair and I, you know, my, my daughter was like, why did you, my teacher said you had a towel in your hair for parent teacher interviews. Why'd you do that? I go, cause I was backstage and I just had a shower. It's fine. And I'm like, don't worry about it. She's like, okay. And one of her teachers said that there's one of the classes that she she actually has joy and interest in and and asks questions. Mm. And he told her, and this is what we always say, there's a hint right there. This is a topic of something you could actually do with your life you know, it wasn't math. Cause you know, what can you do with math? I don't know. You can be an engineer. Okay. <laughs> but it's something that you like take these classes because this is something you enjoy. And I, I told Taylor that he said that. And I really appreciate that from a teacher because mm-hmm. just find that thing that makes you happy, that you could actually have a job and spend the rest of your life doing. When you're young, you have, you do have a choice of the path that you're going to take. And you have to listen to those whispers of things that that bring you joy and that, that you're naturally good at. You don't have to memorize it because you were interested in it,
1: you know? Yeah that, that piece of advice to a child, a person who's about to, you know, go off to college to choose a career, a major that's going to determine what kind of job they get. I feel like that is everything. That is everything because you know, how many kids, like they say that attorneys have the highest rates of alcoholism of any profession. And how many kids do we know who went to become attorneys because they didn't know what else to do. You know, they were smart, capable, whatever, great at school, but they didn't listen to those whispers within and and adults too. And I honestly believe because... I had a traditional career for for like 10 or 12 years before I started doing this it wasn't until I started to make that little shift and how I wished that I would have listened you know earlier on so to, to have this conversation now to uh, all the women listening to this all over the world to to share that with your child to to really look at what they're good at what they're interested in I think changes the trajectory of their lives and and brings in so much more happiness and really if we're, if we're worried about productivity and them like surviving life would make them that much more successful in life
3: yes oh, and also yes. tell them school's an experiment and it's their experiment <laughs> because you can't be good at everything and mm-hmm. if you're liking something that is your clue and, and I think if you take the pressure off the kid to perform and let them look from the lens of like, experience what you like, because yeah. you'll be good at it. And that's a natural clue. And we've always taught our kids, you know, you will not be good at everything. Mm-mm. And I don't expect you to be good at everything. Mm-mm. And that's not what we're going for over here. But this is your time to get your feet wet and, and look at what you might
2: like. And as a parent, you have you have to set aside what you think will bring them success, you know, because sometimes you might they might really have a passion for music and you're like, well, how are they going to make a career of that? If they love it enough, they'll find where the path is or if it's drama. Like, you know, and the kids really like that. It's like pursue that, yeah. like get them into acting classes. Maybe they want to be an actor maybe they want to be on Broadway whatever that thing is like really help them you know grow that that individual they may not get a career about
3: it but they might be you know off the streets on the weekend because they're doing something that they love in the class you know like exactly isn't it all about keeping them like out out of jail yeah. out of addiction and out of pregnancy until they're <laughs> over 21, you know?
1: Yeah. Right, right. And and doing those things that that feed their soul. I mean, they're going to find their mm-hmm. path. And even if they do take a ton of acting classes, like who knows? They could be the best salesman, best you know, sales trainer in the world because they've had that experience. Like we just, we never know. We yeah. just need to support. Oh, I love that. I love that. Yeah. Um, okay. So we are getting it towards the end of time. Um, do you guys have anything wish that you could talk about? I know that's a really broad question, but sometimes, you know, things come to you in the moment from source, from your higher selves. Do you have anything you'd like to share with the audience as we close out?
2: I just think that, um, what I have learned in motherhood, um, something that I didn't know before I came a mom is how important it is to have uh, a mom community, whether it's a, it's a friend in real life, whether it's a friend online or it's some sort of a community, it's so important to communicate with other women who are going through what you're going through. And I promise I ha- I did not think that was important until, until Kat and I got together and then we created this community and how supportive. And, and don't feel stupid if you feel like someone you're following on Instagram, you feel like they're your best friend. That's exactly what they're there for. If they're sharing their story, they're there to be your friend. And also what we've realized more than ever recently is... Take the time to go out and do something for yourself. When we go on tour and these women put their clothes on and come out to our show and let loose and have a good time, the how it can fill your bucket, make you feel alive. Remember that you're a woman and not just a mother. Is it's like therapy? It is important yeah. and it's necessary. And if you have no one to go with, uh, go by yourself. of people, people come do. to our show all by themselves. Or call up a friend you haven't seen in a while, connect with a mom at a school and say, hey, I'm going to this thing or I want to I want to go out. Even if it's a movie, it's a comedy show, something that makes you feel good, something that you like. Go out and find yourself again, because these past few years have really, you know, they've really taken it from us and drained us. And it's time for us to find ourselves again.
1: I love that. Kat? Oh, Oh, she (laughs) uses these words.
3: Uh, you know, I, I will say, in terms of. I'm not to letting find-
1: you off that easy. I'm sorry.
3: <laughs> no, I, I do think that, in terms of, you know, a lot of people say they're trying to find their person. I think you really have to leave your ego at the door. And and if you say hi to people, Mm -hmm. like smile at them. And sometimes people are more shy than the other ones. So like, don't be afraid to to continue to ask them to do something Mm -hmm. like not just once, but you know, be interested in, if you are interested in, you know, a friendship, don't wait for that person to text you, text them Mm -hmm. or ask for someone's number to get together. Or, you know, I just think that we have to be less, um, Mm-hmm. Thinky and more like you just, just smile and and I think that there's a lot of women who are waiting for someone to say hi. And mm-hmm. if we're all waiting to say hi, no one's gonna say hi. So
1: 100%. sometimes
3: A hi can can and a hi in a text. Um because everyone's waiting for someone else to do it. So you can be the one to do it even though it's really uncomfortable. Um it, it's not gonna lead anywhere
2: if everyone's just waiting. I know it's your podcast, but can I ask you two questions? Of course. They're just random. Where do you live?
1: Uh, Atlanta, Georgia.
2: And are you a model?
1: Uh, I have done a little bit, but not. I wouldn't That's call Blair. myself
2: a model. <laughs> you're so pretty. <crazy>. It's crazy. <laughs> oh, you're so
1: sweet. Y'all can come back anytime.
2: Okay. <laughs> we, Calm and pretty. We definitely
3: want to come to Georgia again. Yeah, we want it. We want to come there. Yeah,
1: there's a need all over the all over the country, all over the world for what you guys do. But I think, especially in Atlanta, there's a lot of you know moms looking for that. You know, because a lot of people move here, you know, from other states, work opportunities, whatever, the movie industry. We're coming.
3: I'll just let you know it's not a P- it's not a PG show. We don't
1: we don't want that.
3: Nice. Okay, good. Nice. We got. Yep.
1: Okay, so tell us where mm-hmm. you guys are going to be so the listener if that's in the area or you just want to take a road trip with your girlfriends, where can they find you guys on tour?
2: So, actually, the dates that we have um, coming up in June are in Baltimore, Atlantic City, because oh, that's real when you can't fun. go to Vegas, you go to Atlantic City, and then also <laughs> Niagara, uh, Niagara on the Canada side. We're doing two shows, which is actually also a fundraiser for breast cancer. Yes. It's going to be fabulous. And then right after the Niagara show, and these are all, like, uh, the first two weeks of June, we're going to be releasing all the dates coming up for the fall. So, guys, don't just say, we should go sometime. That's right get out go yep. buy a ticket make it take a road trip and then hopefully someday soon we will come to georgia we will let's call right now yes to get out of the please box. can't georgia this
1: <laughs> i love it i love it okay so where can the listener find you guys online and get all the juicy tour dates
2: absolutely everywhere on social media at c-a-t-a-n-d-n-a-t that's cat and that that's tiktok and if you're not on tiktok get on TikTok, uh, Instagram, Facebook, our podcast. You can just look up Kat and Nat. Uh, we release three podcasts a week. Remember the Friday one is sex. If you're looking, just looking for something juicy, but make sure that you have some um, earpo- AirPods on because that's not for children's consumption.
1: I love it. Cat and Nat, thank you so much for taking time out of your very busy schedules to come and speak with my audience. The book is Mom Secrets, coffee Field Confessions from the Mom Trenches, and uh, it's available everywhere, I'm sure. Guys, thank you so much. It was refreshing and invigorating to speak to you. Thank you so much for having us. We can't
2: wait to come to Georgia and meet you in person.
1: You have been listening to the Motherhood Unstressed podcast. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast.